I got to tell you, wow, wow, wow is the first thing I'll say. Uh, it turns out that uh, California has decided in its infinite wisdom, infinite, it's just infinitely wise, uh, that it's going to uh, consider reparations for descendants of slaves, uh, you know, here in California, because that's, you know, slavery was rampant here in California. I mean, don't you know? I think it was just last Thursday that we ended slavery. What's that you say? That's not true, Barack? You, you even say that there was no slavery here in California? It was not a slaveholding state? Well, it must have been, Devin. Devin's our guest today. Thank you, Devin. Thank you for having right. me. You bet. Uh, so <laughs> there wasn't anybody here. What, what, what are you talking about? Uh, but, but it must have been. And the weird thing is that they say that they're going to consider it. But does that mean they're going to withdraw it now? I mean, can you just imagine you know, Governor Newsom saying, you know, we were considering it, but we decided it's just not practical. Like, uh, I don't think so, my friend. I think you let the cat out of the bag or the door is now open or whatever the, the expression you want to say. And it is uh, going to be a big problem. And, and not only that, but they're very generous. Uh, I think the, the estimate is more than 233,256, something like that. I, why that precise number? I don't know. My guess is there was some sort of negotiation back and forth, and they just averaged it out, right? That's, that's the reason why. They don't say 200,000 or 250,000. It's a very precise number. Anyway, putting that aside, uh, the, the estimated cost to disperse this would be more than uh, something like $560 billion, uh, which would be more than the entire expenditures of California, from California, in 2021, meaning for public schools, for infrastructure, um, for police, for fire, for teachers, you, you name it, everything that we spent in 2021 is less than what this bill proposes to pay. Okay, so I, the insanity of this bill is beyond belief. Okay, so there's, you've heard the, the, the talking points, right, Devin, where you know, they want to pay money from people who never owned slaves to people who never were slaves. Uh, and, and then, of course, the other issues about, you know, these are the common talking points, and they're right, the talking points, that, you know, how do you prove that you were a descendant of a slave, right? And not a slaveholder, for that matter. And what happens uh, if you, and, and it does it depend on how long you've lived in California? Why are you entitled to that here in California? What if you, what if you moved, you know, your family moved to, I don't know, Germany, and then you moved back, you know, decades later? I, I, there's, there's so many weird nuances about this. What if you're, um, what if you're half white and half black? You know, does, does the white part of you give to the black part of you? Uh, these are the talking points that are, I think are pretty obvious and, and they should be discussed. Um, and then uh, there, the other issue is, you know, there, there, are many, there were many black uh, slave, uh, sorry, blacks who were uh, owners of slaves themselves, right? And there are many whites who were slaves. Uh, there's, there's too many permutations. And how do you prove this? How do you, how do you go about showing that you were a descendant of a slave, for example? And why would you be entitled to it in any event, right? Uh, too, many, too many questions. But then there are other aspects of this as well. One of them is that the, how it's the infighting within that community. Yeah. And that's the thing that, like, we need to bring everyone together. And what is this going to do is, like, the black community is pretty cohesive on that level, like, politically. And then 
you're going to completely destroy and, like, splinter these groups of, like, oh, I'm, like, this color and you're this shade or, like, I'm pregnant so the child should get it or not. Does it count as a human being now? It's really going to, like, you already see the fighting going on between this community. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I love that point. It's a great point. There's, there's going to be infighting um, because, you know, I'm, I'm more black than you are. Um, I have more justification for this. It'll be based purely on racial lines, at, at the very least on racial tone, a skin, skin tone lines. That, that's going to be weird. Th- then there are other aspects of it, um, I, I suppose, where you, if you, if, it won't, it, won't it encourage uh, blacks from all over the country to come, for example, if you're a black from Georgia, you're you know you're not you're not a, a mixed race person. You're you're black. I mean, if I can say it fully black, whatever that means, um, and you say, "Well, I like what they're doing in California. I'm going to move myself to California. I'm going to get myself some some really good money." Uh, do they have to prove that you've been a resident in California for X number of years or X number of months? I mean, wh- where where is the drawing line? Where, where do you do that? And and. Let, let's say they say you have to have been a resident here for five years. Okay, why? Why five years? Why not 10 years? Why not one year? Why not one month? Why, why does that entitle you to anything? The fact that you've come to California where there was no slavery whatsoever. Okay, so you may push back on me and you say, Barack, listen, this is not really about slavery. This is about housing discrimination that occurred in the, in California between the 1930s and 1970s, uh, you know, where blacks really had a difficult time getting uh, housing. I understand that. I'm sure that that's the case. Uh, but then it's not about slavery, is it? Right? So, so you, in that case, you can't argue that it's about being a descendant of slaves while at the same time saying it's really about housing discrimination. It can only be one or the other. Right? And if, the, if it is about housing discrimination, well, then we Jews were discriminated against as well from housing, from country clubs, from, from law firms, from, from hospitals, from, from opportunities uh, in business, just like blacks were. So you can say, well, you, you Jews did okay. You know, well, there's a reason why we Jews did okay, because we didn't depend on affirmative action. We didn't depend on hand, handouts or anything else. And blacks were doing, were really actually increasing their, their lives, you know, improving their lives dramatically between the 40s and the 60s in particular. Uh, and then, then it all came crashing down with affirmative action and the welfare state and everything else. And then they want to blame it upon the, the you know, what, what do they call it, the badges of slavery. So it, it just, it, anyway, they want to have it both ways and three different ways. And it's just, it's very, very hard uh, how this works out. But here's another argument that uh, Devin and I were talking about offline. Uh, tell them about uh, the amount of money that's involved here. And not only the amount of money, but what happens when people just suddenly get money from the sky? Let's, let's say it's fully implemented, okay? And John Smith, he's a, he's a black guy that now gets this reparations money. Um, what happens? Um, you have a guy who has absolutely no experience with money or finance or goods. You're definitely going to have people who are going to walk in and trick them, take that money from them, and destroy them. And what's more with it, like... There is a fact that a bunch of money was given for no strings attached when we shut down for COVID. And then pretty soon after that, there were very brazen, very violent robberies of goods. Suddenly the idea of ownership becomes completely dissolved and everybody feels entitled to everything. 
this not only will destroy the black community, but this is going to destroy so many people's souls when they think, okay, there's no money's not worth anything, so I can just take whatever I want whenever I want. I'm entitled to it. Right. There, there's it will be an entitlement attitude, of course. And then there are other aspects of it. Um, in, in addition, I mean, look, when you get money from the sky, so to speak, right, the lottery or even an inheritance, and you don't have that much money to begin with, uh, it, it usually doesn't turn out well, right? What's going to happen, even if it's correctly dispersed to people of, uh, who, are, who are actually descendants of slaves, even if they could prove that, or housing discrimination, as the case may be in California, even if they could do all of that, right? Don't you think that a lot of people will take this $233,000, that's a hell of a lot of money, all of a sudden, um, and buy it for, you know, people buy it on Porsches. They'll buy it for Lamborghinis. They'll buy it, uh, they, they want to, it'll be suddenly flash in the pan sort of expenditures. Uh, some of it will be for drugs. Some of it will be for, for nefarious things. But don't think for a moment also that it won't be exploited. People will claim to be black or descendants of slaves for that matter who are not black or descendants of slaves. You, you think there won't be some, some massive fraud involved here? If you, if you don't believe that, then I've got some, some land, swamp land in Florida I can sell you, okay? Uh, th- that is the way it works. And we saw that from the COVID relief. It was massive fraud there. And the government doesn't want to admit to it. But we all know that it was. Uh, that's a big problem. Then uh, you have other issues. <laughs> I mean, there's so many issues about this. It's, it's crazy. All right, so let's say you get the money. Uh, and now... But, but somebody else in your family doesn't get it, or a second cousin doesn't get it. And he says, I didn't get it from the government. I want you to share it with me, right? Will that create intrafamily disputes? Yeah, you betcha, right? Obviously. Uh, it, it's a very weird dynamic, the, the whole thing. And, oh, and then, here's another thing, Devin, I just thought about. Okay, so the idea is uh, that you give 233000 to this or that person because of the discrimination that his descendants felt in the past. And then the idea is, here's the, the amount of money uh, to redress the wrong of the past. Problem solved, right? right? <laughs> like as if, as if this person has been hit by a car and he went to the hospital and now they're cutting a check. The insurance company is cutting a check. You're done, okay? You know, the, the guy who hit you, um, you're done. Here's the check. Thanks very much. Have a nice day. He doesn't get to relitigate it later on, right? But, but it's not the same here. Uh, the guy gets this guy will t- get two hundred thirty-three thousand, uh, and then does California get to say, "Well, we're done with racism now"? I mean, that's the idea, yeah. isn't it? Uh, in a way, it's maybe this is a good thing. You pay out five hundred and sixty billion dollars total, and you say, and you you know wipe your hands and uh, and you say. We are done with slavery. We resolve slavery. That, thanks. All right. No more complaints, please. All right. But what happens when somebody moves out of California, moves into California, whatever it is? To, is there an ongoing perpetual reparations period? And what happens, let's say, five years hence? And, of course, slavery uh, will still be in the history books. And, and they'll still claim racism is the, you know, the modus operandi of a white civilization. <laughs> Will they demand another 233000 Does it have to be cyclical until such time as they decide that uh, we're totally bankrupt? Is that, is that what, what it's going to be? I mean, what do you think? And I, I think those are all great points. And I think one of the things, too, is to compare what else could we do with the money? 
like that community, the black community, particularly in the more humble areas like South Central and Compton, I'm not just talking about black, but also Hispanic, was completely decimated for over two years for education. Their children were decimated. They have usually single parents. Maybe they have some troubles with substance abuse. A lot of people had it. Maybe they're working two jobs. Either way, there was like the kids, a lot of them were just on video games the whole time. Are they going to improve the education? If you look at Beverly Hills High School, which is in L.A. County versus like Compton High School about the money, what the kids have, what like we're on in one of the schools, not going to floor you, which one teachers are going out of their way to buy like supplies and stuff. And then like, you know, paper pins and even like the police. Are you going to make it so like those communities are safe at any time of day or night for a woman to walk around the street safely? Right. Yeah, that's a, it's a brilliant point. I mean, look, apparently California has indicated that it's ready to spend $560 billion on this issue. Okay, well, if, if you believe, as many of our liberal friends believe on the left, that government is the answer to everything, well, then why, why would you give it to uh, individuals and, and, and trust them to spend it wisely? Well, why, why, not, why not take that $560 billion and revamp all of Watts and Compton and all other uh, minority blighted areas and fix that. You know, I just make, make massive improvements in the schools, like you said. M- increase teacher salaries, if you think that works. I mean, I, you know, we have questions about that in the unions and everything else. But, but why don't they plow all that money there? They talk about trees and infrastructure. $560 billion, that goes a long way. I, I, I'm just going to tell you, I think that goes a long way. Okay, just to give an idea of how much $560 billion is, that's more than Devin and I make in a whole year combined. Combined, combined yes. Yeah. yes. Just, to, just to give you perspective, people. So that, that kind of money can, can be used for bridges and, and everything else that they want. They want to make nice trees everywhere, um, give a community so, sort of feel to everything, put up uh, huge rec centers, uh, clear the, the parks in such a way that people can, and that you can have all sorts of education centers outside in the parks for that matter. I mean, it's, it would be so simple, but no, no, no. They have to give it to, the, to individuals, and God knows what these individuals are going to spend the money on. And let's, um, talking about infrastructure and things to add to it, let's look at where the rubber meets the road. North-South transportation. If you live in Compton, it's really hard to get transported to Beverly Hills or West Hollywood unless you make a certain time bus. They cut off, it's not open for you. If you live in the humble areas to get out of it, literally with public transportation that the government controls, East-West is kind of working, North-South if you want to make it from south of the 10 to north, like, okay, they actually now have 250K. They have a quarter million dollars. They want to go to Rodeo Drive and spend yeah. some of their money. It's really, really hard for that transportation to go in. And the Ubers and the Lyfts probably are not as available in their homes as they are in West Hollywood or Beverly Hills. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, look, I mean, these, these are details that could easily uh, be rectified with a lot of money. Uh, but look, trusting the government to spend the money wisely is, is like trusting uh, somebody who just won the lottery, $2 million, let's say, uh, to spend that money wisely. It's, it's just not going to happen. I and mean, there's, you know, trust fund babies, uh, people who inherit uh, huge amounts of money all of a sudden who are not doing very well. Um, and uh, anybody like in this program, there, there's just it's the, the chances of the money being spent wisely 
is very, very low. And then in addition, what we talked about before, like, like do they really want this? Do they really, did they think this through? Is that, I guess that's a question I have. Did they really think this through? Because they pay out this money. Let's say it actually, you know, goes forward and they pay out 233000 plus per person and they somehow manage to do it perfectly, okay? There's no fraud or anything else. Of course, there will be. But let's say, then what? That Then, uh, putting aside the, the argument that I made just before that, that they will... Uh, it, it won't rectify the problem. We all know that. Racism will still be rampant, quote-unquote, uh, and that money will not answer that problem. It won't solve it. But the program will appear to have solved it, right? They said, we, we gave you reparations. We're done. And so you're going to have another Newsom, whether Governor Newsom is going to still be governor or the next governor, who's obviously going to be a lefty, he's going to say, well, these reparations weren't enough. Uh, we still have a lot of work to do. And that's what they're going to do. So anyway, they're sending the signal that they've solved the problem somehow, and it won't solve the problem. And that's exactly the problem I think you cottoned on to, and I, I hadn't thought about it, and it's absolutely brilliant. You get the money and done. Yeah. Do we have to serve the community and put money in the schools? No. We gave you $250,000. Do we have to have police? No. Do we have to have north-south transportation? No. We're done with you. As the Democrats always want to be with the community, we want you in our hip pocket to always vote when we tell you to, right. but we're never, ever going to address your community or individual concerns. Or the fact that we've kept you uh, under, the, uh, under our thumb the entire time. We've suppressed you. We, the Democrat Party, have suppressed you. Uh, we, we have uh, cri- contributed to your ongoing poverty and the racism that goes along with it. Uh, but at the same time, you'll vote for us because we gave you 233000 right. I mean, that's a hell of a lot. That's a lot per vote. I got to tell you, that's, that's a huge vote thing. The other thing, and, and I, I do want to move on to another topic, um, kind of a nuance here is, you know, there are a lot of wealthy black people in California and otherwise. So Kanye West, for example, putting aside all the anti-Semitism and everything else, does, does, he, does he get 233000 yeah. Right? I mean, he's a California resident. So, or the Obamas, if they're a California resident, or Kamala Harris, I know she's she's a California resident. So, do they get to collect on this? I mean, is it is it based upon need, financial need? Do you have to demonstrate that as well? Do you think there might be some fraud associated with that? Yes, yes, I do. All right, there's there's more to be talked about. Uh, One of them is this uh, very bizarre story that I wanted to share with you. I don't know if you know about this. There's this family that uh, went into this restaurant, a German-themed restaurant. I forget what state it was, but they made a reservation uh, weeks in advance because it was a big crowd, 15 to 20 people, I think. And could they have that? The reservation was fine. And then uh, only to discover that an hour and a half before they were to dine, uh, they got called up by the owner because they, the owner discovered that they were a Christian group, uh, maybe from a, a church, you know, enjoying uh, a post-whatever uh, church service. And they said, we don't want your kind here. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the reason why is that, you know, Christians are so uh, homophobic and presumably racist and uh, anti-Semitic, uh, anti-whatever. OK, they're all those things. They're, they're bad, bad people. Um, and therefore, they should not be allowed to dine. Can you imagine, can you just imagine if you as a Jew and me as a Jew, we were not allowed to dine in a restaurant. They say, you're Jewish, get the hell out. Okay. And, and what's even uglier about this, this is a German-themed restaurant. 
right. it does echo a little bit of the racial purity laws, uh, doesn't it? Now, in this case, uh, it was about Christians, but it, it, the whole point is about their belief system. Um, and, and this owner decided what these Christians believe, right? So it's so outrageous uh, that this thing, this, and, and what if this is to allow, allowed to stand? I mean, wouldn't this encourage other restaurant owners and for that matter, other businesses to say, you're a Christian, we don't want your business and get the hell out. Right, exactly. And then you're going to have, okay, Christians are bad because of 9-11. Christians are bad because in Christian countries, they're throwing homosexuals off of buildings. They're cutting off people like women's like, like they're literally whipping women who like show too much of their wrist. Of course, I'm not talking about Christians, but is it okay with a Muslim? Yeah. Oh, it's, apparently it's okay there because if they wear the veil, uh, I mean, the things that Islam advances, I mean, it, you know, certain branches of it, but uh, unfortunately, very large branches of it, uh, including clitorectomies, uh, that's female genital mutilation, uh, d- designed to deprive them of their ability to orgasm. Uh, during sex, and this is, uh, you know, this is the culture that, that that they presumably will embrace those guys, no problem, right? Uh, but people that um, you know, otherwise, if you're but if you're a pedophile, right? Uh, apparently, you're going to be embraced there. If you're transgendered or or anything else, uh, and you espouse uh, the, the the destruction of America and you hate America, then you'll be welcome as well, right? That, that, I'm not putting transgender folks in. You know, in the same category as people who, who, uh, who embrace uh, insurrection of America. But I am saying that they'll, they'll presumably let anybody else in, so long as they adopt a woke uh, approach. It, but if they if they dare to be different and if they dare to um, uh, espouse uh, any sort of support for Christianity, any support for America, for that matter, support for Israel, uh, when is that going to you know, be the next litmus test? So everyone's going to be judging everybody else. Now, the, the amazing thing is if it's a conservative owner, right, the, the, a conservative owner would never say, hey, you're, you're transgendered. I don't want you in my, my restaurant or my business, whatever it is. We know that, right? Uh, believe whatever you want to believe. All we care about is are you a, a good paying customer? Thanks. And not only that, but we welcome you again. But the Christian owner, oh, my God, he didn't allow a drag show in his restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's right. So what is it like? What an evil person, you know? It's just the same thing. The Christian owner won't let you take over his restaurant and do a drag show yeah. that he has no part of. But then it's the same thing. Right. And they'll get you coming and going is what you're saying. Yeah. And, and that's exactly right. But that is so classic. I mean, as our good friend Ari David uh, has mentioned, this is the party. And these are the people of banning and demanding. It's a, it's a really a great way of summarizing it. They will ban you if you don't agree with what they want you to, to believe and to advance, and they will demand of you certain protocols and restrictions. Uh, that's the way it is on the left. I mean, it, if you can't see that, it's, it's very clear. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think that they're going to be really surviving this very well. But look, at the end of the day, thank God the Supreme Court is, is where it is, and, and they will be able to fight this. Now, recently, uh, on, a, on another similar case, the Supreme Court did uh, hold a hearing. This is the next thing, and very related topic, of this woman who was a web designer um, and I think maybe an interior designer as well, but a web, web designer that um, deci- didn't want to create a website for uh, supporting a gay marriage. Okay? So this is very similar to not making a cake for a gay wedding, uh, not uh, celebrating a 
transgender um, decision, or for that matter, a gender reveal thing. Uh, very similar. And, and this was already decided by the Supreme Court, saying that you can't do that crap. Okay, you can't force somebody to work. We have a word for that, by the way. It's called slavery. Yeah. When, when will she get her reparations at the end of the day, right? And I, I hope it is $233,000 because that's about the value of, of the wrong that, that happened here. Anyway, so that, and that's present day. She's the actual, she's not a descendant of a slave. She is the slave. They want, they want to force her to work to advance a cause that she doesn't believe in. Now, putting aside that this is a First Amendment violation, uh, clear and simple, um, that she doesn't want to do it. She just because she doesn't want to do it because in, in her case it, it, it defies her Christian faith, and she doesn't want to celebrate um, a, a gay wedding. Okay, that that's perfectly fine. She doesn't have to. Putting aside that, let's let's just say it's not about a gay wedding. Okay, what if she just doesn't want to work with that particular client? Right? She doesn't like the guy. Maybe she you know feels she gets the heebie-jeebies from him. Doesn't like him. What if he um, wants to advance uh, pedophilia? Okay, that has nothing to do necessarily with uh, you know a specific Christian doctrine, right? Uh, obviously, they're against pedophilia, but mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> but the point is that they she should be able to say, "I don't want to work with you. I don't I don't like this. I I, I don't want to you know it's celebration of boys, you know, little boys like that." Or, or, or poems about the love of boys without even showing, you know, naked pictures or anything else. Just, just poetry showing a man's love for younger boys, right? That would, she would be right to say, I'm not going to do that. Right. But what's to stop? Because that, that's not necessarily the same thing. She has a stronger argument, right, by saying, I don't want to celebrate gay, gay marriage. It defies my, my Christian faith. But clearly, I think that if somebody was confronted with such a thing, uh, with the, the pedophilia example, or many other things for that matter. I just, I don't want to do it. What, what, if, I, what if I'm a web designer and they ask me to, um, to do a, a website that shows Israel as an apartheid nation? And here are the facts supporting our arguments. And, uh, so, and I, I say, look, you may have the wrong guy, okay? I, I'm by background Israeli myself with my crazy name, Barack. Um, and I don't want to support a website that would advance anti-Israelism or anti-Semitism for that matter. Uh, I don't want to do it. But now I'm supposed to do that too. And to add to that, another crazy example, Kanye West, can he force the ADL to defend him? Oh, wow. That's a great point. Right. Or the ACLU for that matter. I mean, where does it stop? I mean, the ACLU has discretion all the time in terms of what cases it takes and doesn't take. I, I, I hereby demand that you represent me in this case uh, regarding X or Y. But, but ACLU says no. By the way, the Supreme Court also takes cases based upon its own discretion. We feel like taking this case. We don't feel like taking that case. Right? Yeah. So, so in other words, nobody has any discretion of any kind. They, they have to work with everybody. That's, you know, period, full stop. Craziness. And, and, and in businesses, we say we, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Yeah. I mean, that, that is right. I don't, I don't like that you're walking in barefoot. I don't like the way you smell. I don't like the way you're screaming at my, my, uh, my employees, sir. No get, uh, Yeah, just get out. Yeah. Okay? And, and that's the way it is. And you're allowed to do that. 
But somehow this woman, because she doesn't want to support gay marriage, she is now uh, facing massive penalties from the state of Colorado. Now, look, the Supreme Court will definitely strike down this ruling. But what's, what's so shocking to me, Devin, is that the Tenth Circuit, because this, this is an appeal from the Tenth Circuit ruling um, that, that agreed with Colorado to force her. I mean, you understand that, that sometimes, you know, I would, I would think that, okay, the state of Colorado, and then it goes to district court, district court disagrees with Colorado. Then the state of Colorado appeals that to the Tenth Circuit. Then the Tenth Circuit agrees with the woman. And then the state of Colorado, again, appeals to the Supreme Court. Okay, that I would understand. I wouldn't agree. And, and obviously, it's going to be reversed. But, but I'm, I'm shocked, shocked to the core that the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, this is a very high court, just below the Supreme Court, agreed fully with the state of Colorado's right to ban this, to, to force her to work. That, that's what, what is shocking to me. Here we are. And the most shocking thing is that the opposing side, even the Supreme Court side um, goes for the web designer, the opposing side has already won. They forced her to go to court. They forced her to go to district. They forced her to go through all this stuff, all this money, and then the shaming and all of the, I'm sure she has to deal with all this death threats, all these people trying to destroy her for the rest of her life if you stand up to them. So they might lose the case, but everyone's going to think twice to be like, oh, am I actually going to do this? Because even though they won, this 10th district or the 10th circuit is still not, 10th um, of appeals, it's not going to be on my side. So I'm going to have to, it's either Supreme Court or bust. I know. And the good news is that there are plenty of organizations that, that will do this on a pro bono basis. Okay. I would certainly have done that. Had, had uh, she called me, I would have definitely represented her. Um, and it's, you know, but it's a shame that, that we, should, we have to argue this. I mean, really? I mean, the same way that, that if somebody were to say that um, you, you can't uh, join this uh, YMCA because you're black, okay? Obviously, that'd be wrong. Uh, it, it's it, you don't see cases like that because it's so blatantly unconstitutional uh, that it, it just doesn't come up. So, so I think that this is equally unconstitutional and blatantly unconstitutional, and yet it's before the Supreme Court, uh, you know, and they just had oral argument on that. And and shockingly, Katanji Brown, the new justice, she argued for the state of Colorado, and and it was clear that she's going to you know rule in favor of Colorado against this woman. I mean, and the, the bizarre arguments that she made was so, so, so uh, out there, so convoluted. I mean, I, I felt like uh, that line from uh, Princess Bride, you know, truly yours is a dizzying intellect. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very strange. Uh, anyway, that's, that's uh, the next topic. And, and then on a very related story, you have this um, strange case, uh, not a case, I guess, a situation where Kirk, is it Kirk Cameron? The guy from Growing Pains, right? And he's a devout Christian. I, I love this guy. He's fantastic. He's also a great advancer of the case for God, the case against atheism. So I, I, I definitely resonate with him. He's, he's a smart guy. His arguments are tight. They're good. Um, he, he, he really, and, he, and he speaks clearly about them. So he's very comfortable with his talking points. He loves God. He loves Christianity. I, I love this man. He's, he's a good guy. And he has, what, I mean, six kids or something. And three of them are adopted. And I mean, what, what, a, what a nice guy. And I think a couple of them are black. Uh, that could be the case. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. But either way, it doesn't matter. Point is, he's a good family man. 
uh, is a good husband, good father, and a good Christian. And he 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 offered to to read books, Christian faith-based books, in this library. I forget where. And the library said, no, go pound sand, <laughs> right? We'd much rather hear from the, the drag queens <laughs> reading to your kids. Like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. So it's, it's more detrimental to hear a Christian voice, a pro-family, pro-God, pro-civilization voice, and the wonders uh, and the goodness of Christianity. And again, we say this as Jews because we're, we're big fans of Christianity. Um, <laughs> They'd rather, they'd rather hear a drag queen reading stories and, and confusing the, the freak out of little kids at, at the very, very impressionable age of three to eight. That's, that's what, and, and they know, I mean, this is part of my book, by the way, the upcoming book about how dangerous this is. There's a reason why they're doing this. Yeah. They, they don't, it's not just for fun, for their amusement. They're doing it. To totally, to totally screw up your kids' minds. That's what they're doing. Because they, any psychologist will tell you that kids only begin to understand the difference between boys and girls, that, between the sexes, as it were, uh, between the ages of two and a half to three and a half, maybe four in some cases. That's when they begin to identify as a boy or as a girl. That's, that's when they begin to realize that, oh, I, I'm, I'm a boy. Yeah, I like boy stuff. I'm, and, and that's a very important distinction. That's, that's one of the most important formations in a kid's mind. The, his identity as a boy, her identity as a girl. We don't realize that. They don't, they don't make other identities. They don't say, I'm white, I'm black, I, I'm purple. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't even go there. But they do go in the distinction between boys and girls. And here, here it is. They see this, this man who's dressed up as a woman... And it's utterly confusing. Right. And if you go back to Genesis, this definition, because this is what they want to do, is destroy any definition. What is a woman? I don't know. (laughs) What's a state? What's a legislature? I don't know these words. That's right. That's what Katanji Brown said at uh, what is a legislature? Which, and this was a recent hearing on a case. Yeah, this was a recent hearing on like legislatures versus judiciary being able to decide um, voting laws. Oh, yeah. The, the, okay, that's right. That was a very recent discussion. And she goes, what's a legislature? Yeah. Yeah, this woman apparently doesn't know some basic things. She doesn't know what a woman is, doesn't know what a legislator is. Does she know what country she's in? Yeah, probably not, actually, because there is no country. It's all one world government. That's how it is. And this is like so blasphemous because God created man. That's a definition. Then he made woman. That's a definition. It's like they're really going for, there's no definition because then it's a lot easier to take from you. It's like, oh no, that's not stealing. It's surfing. Wait, what? I had money in my pocket and you took it. No, that's surfing. I'm allowed to surf. Yeah, that's very weird. Look, I've always said this. If you can can, uh, bust the distinction between man and woman and say that a man is a woman and vice versa, you, you can get people to believe anything. That, that's, it's obvious. I mean, it's, it's clear. You can say that 2 plus 2 literally is 15 if you wanted to, and people will have to believe it uh, because that, that is how basic it is, how, how to the core it gets. Very strange stuff. Um, listen, I, I mean, I, I, there's one other topic I really want to reach, uh, and that, this is a fascinating one. This is about uh, the release of the Twitter files. Okay, so what we see now, and it's, it's a big topic, I understand, but 
um, Elon Musk, what a great guy. I mean, an amazing man. He wants the truth to come out. And, and you don't necessarily think of Elon Musk as a staunch conservative, right? But he's certainly advancing the cause of conservatism. And for that matter, America, generally speaking, he wants the truth out. And he, I mean, it's really fascinating to look back, you know, very briefly, the background is that he's releasing a lot of uh, files that reveal the corruption that was happening and the, the collusion between Twitter and the government uh, in hiding massive amounts of information that would be detrimental to the Democrats before 2020, particularly the Hunter Biden laptop, and among many other things, among many other things. But more, more interesting to me is how the Democrats want to uh, fight this. Um, also interesting to me is the background of how they didn't want to sell to Elon Musk in the first place because they felt that Elon Musk would, would destroy Twitter or whatever. They would, it would change it. And they were right about that. Um, but then they, they agreed to $44 billion. And that was it. And then, and then Elon Musk, upon due diligence, found that there was a lot of bots and so on. Like, we, we know the story. And then they say, no, 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 you have to, you have to buy it. Like, if I were a Democrat, a, a, leading, a, a Democrat leader, I would say, whoa, 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 he doesn't want to buy it? That's good, okay? Leave it be, buddy. <laughs> because we, and now all of a sudden you, you're trying to force him to buy it? You, you actually filed a lawsuit to get him to buy it? Are you, are you thinking this through, my Twitter friends? Because what he's going to do is, <clears throat> once he gets in, he's going to reveal everything. And he's going to uh, reveal the algorithm that censored everybody. Uh, he's going to reveal how you suppressed everything, particularly the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, the games that are being played um, with, with Twitter and how people were suppressed, including yours truly. Uh, do you really want that for $44 billion? I mean, that, that's, you know, that's chump change. I mean, apparently... You know, California is willing to spend a hell of a lot more than that in reparations. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and they say that's a lot of money, uh, you know, California. Sorry, that they have the money to pay $650 billion. No problem. So $44 billion, really? I mean, guys, I, I got to tell you, you, you know, you, you ought to maybe have gone to a different bidder who was willing to pay you, let's say, $30 billion. It's a lot less, I, I agree. But that's still a hell of a lot of money. You'll all have a very nice payday. Give it to a, a, a liberal, a Democrat, who is going to be very friendly and uh, not expose all this stuff. But instead, you sold, sold it to Elon Musk, who very clearly said that he's going to expose you. And yet you went through with it. Anyway, it's a classic example of how Democrats don't think more than five minutes ahead of the, in the future. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And the fact that I was always scared about and no one seemed to have a problem with like Facebook and Google all working with each other, who to ban, who to shadow ban, who to, who's like this terrorist thing. I always thought, isn't that wrong? And then we find out like the DOJ, not just the FBI, the DOJ. When did they when did the military get to actually operate in the United States against its own people is working with them? This is so unbelievable. Like it's, it's one side like the Democrats are trying to deny it and discount it. I think for conservatives or for me personally, I can't get my head around how absolutely disgusting this is, how like. Un, like beyond Hitler, beyond Stalin, this is so you can't like they were literally banning opponents of themselves. Right. This is what fascism really. This is how fascism really worked. Is that 
uh, Hitler and Mussolini, for that matter, used private industry to advance government agendas. And, and isn't that exactly what happened with Twitter? Is that the DOJ and, and Twitter was all the all, you know all, all excited about? It. They, apparently, they had weekly meetings to talk about how to suppress information, how to advance other information, uh, who who should we cancel? Uh, this is America, you, you would think, and it's really quite shocking that that this was allowed to happen. And look, this is um, a classic. I mean, the whole argument from Twitter and from Facebook, for that matter, uh, you know, and no doubt Facebook was doing the same thing, right? Uh, Instagram. So the, the, the argument that has been in, a, in a, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm kind of indirectly involved with the, not indirectly, I'm fairly directly involved, uh, supervising a lot of the activity in PragerU, that lawsuit against Google and YouTube. And the argument that Google and YouTube have been advancing is, hey, we're a private organization. We get to do what we want. We get to filter as we please for the sake of what we, you know, it's a business judgment rule, among other things. And the First Amendment is invoked. Uh, we're just private actors. We're not doing anything wrong. Um, and, and to some extent, that argument is correct. You know, you can say, well, Google's a huge operation and it, it kind of takes on a, a town hall sort of platform. It's the only uh, game in, in town, so to speak, um, for at least from a YouTube point, point of view and from Instagram. Uh, no, I guess they don't have Instagram. Facebook, likewise, same thing. Okay. The problem is when you use, when the government uses private citizenry, to do things that they wouldn't be allowed to do uh, themselves directly, then, then that's a violation. Okay, so example, you're, you're a cop, right? You're not allowed to, you, you suspect that there's some drug dealing going on in this or, this or that apartment, but you don't have a warrant. So you say, I'll get around this. And you pay a guy on the street $20 to break in to that apartment and look around and find some evidence of drug paraphernalia or whatever, take pictures, and then bring it back to the cop. And the cop says, I didn't do nothing wrong. That was a private citizen breaking in there. And will we, will we imprison him for breaking entry? Nah, we don't think so, <laughs> right? So, but that's, that's exactly what this, what, what, what was going on with Twitter. The government was using Twitter to suppress free speech. And they had meetings about this. I mean, at least in the example I gave, it was a surreptitious sort of meeting between the cop and this guy, and the, and the you know, and he hands him a twenty, you know, under the table, so to speak, you know, maybe in a handshake, and then things are understood, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But but here there are actual formal meetings, and we have evidence of it. So, look, at some point, it's got to stop. You cannot use it. This is pure fascism. But it's, it's a pure violation of the First Amendment. It's, it's crystal clear. You cannot get through this. And one of the things you didn't see in the emails that hasn't been released, I don't know if existed or not, is pushback. Yeah. Oh, we should um, deny, like, the New York Post? Oh, why? We should deny, who is it, like, the head, um, the um, Kaylee McEnany? Right. Uh, why? Right. She's an official position of the White House. Was there any pushback? Well, because if there was any pushback, that guy would be squashed. I mean, he would be fired instantly. I mean, you had to be a true believer to be in Twitter, and, and that's the way Twitter operated. I mean, everyone who was there, I, I don't know that they had a conservative voice at all. In fact, you don't see too many people who quit Twitter and, say, and, and you know, whistleblowers saying, I didn't like what I saw at Twitter, and that's why I quit. And by the way, there's some pretty nefarious stuff going on. You didn't hear that because they were very good at vetting 
the politics of everybody coming in. That's, that's my interpretation. Look, one more thing I want to talk about, and that's uh, this uh, Respect for Marriage Act that uh, is, is passing right now as we speak. And the idea there is that all states are going to have to recognize uh, gay marriages that may have been entered into in other states where gay marriage was allowed or whatever. Um, okay, this is totally redundant. It makes no sense. The, the Supreme Court has already decided this in 2015 that uh, gay marriage uh, is legal and it's legal throughout the land. So by definition, it has to be respected. And nobody, there was no pushback. There, there was nothing. It's, it's not as if they could find an example of a state, let's say Utah, okay, because that's known to be conservative state, or Montana, saying, yeah, yeah, you guys uh, claim to be married, but we don't respect that, and we ain't going to give you the benefits of, of being married. Okay, th- th- there's no example. They don't cite an example, at least. And, and their Respect for Marriage Act is based upon a hypothetical appeal of some sort of um, marriage uh, derecognition or whatever it is, and then it goes up to another level, and then all these different things that will have to happen in order for it to to work. This is Matt Walsh actually had a fantastic uh, observance of this and kind of articulated this point even better than I'm articulating it now. But it was a great point. Uh, But I can tell you as a lawyer, uh, and this is my own thinking, is that this is redundant. There's no reason for that. It's it's like, I don't know, uh, if... if, if, um, Congress were somehow to get together now and say, you know, that Roe v. Wade reversal? Yeah, let's make that a law. That's Roe v. Wade reversal. I mean, it's redundant. It's not necessary. Here we are, right? So, but they want to do it for a different reason. And, and, and the reason, do you have that idea, Devin? Okay, well, let me just say this, and then I want to hear what you have to say about this. Um, the reason for it is so that they can start marginalizing Christians. And anybody of faith who refuses to um, uh, to, to go forward and conduct a marriage ceremony for gays. But it's not just that. It's, it's not just the churches and synagogues who may refu- refuse to do it. But more significantly, uh, people who decide, like that woman, uh, not to support gay marriage. That's what this is actually designed for. It's designed to marginalize those people, to criminalize those people. That's what it's all about. So that Colorado doesn't have to do what it's doing. It will just rely on this new law. You, you are not respecting marriage, gay marriage, as we have defined it. And therefore, there are penalties associated with that. You'll see. Right. And that's exactly like I'm not a lawyer, but like it seems kind of against the First Amendment, like freedom of religion, where you're forcing your religion. And yes, their thing is a religion of gay marriage down our throat. But also, I think the Tenth Amendment says like something that's not enumerated to a federal government goes to the states. Ergo, this whole gay marriage thing is by definition a state's issue, right? Like, isn't the federal government completely taking over, not that the laws matter anymore, but like completely taking over, that's not their place to define words. Yeah, we, we have a big problem. When it's the 10th Amendment, you're exactly right there. <clears throat> we have totally blown by the 10th Amendment and the spirit of the 10th Amendment, which is to say, look, unless it's in the Constitution, uh, federal laws cannot extend beyond that Constitution. And this is clearly going well beyond this. Um, it, it, you know, does contemplate certain things, like, you know, certain things about commerce, certain things about uh, immigration, certain things about uh, bankruptcy, for example, uh, patent rights and everything else. But beyond that, it, it should not uh, insert itself. And this is designed so that uh, they can go after these, these people. Now, 
how, how can we prove that? Okay. Because many Republicans and, uh, and otherwise conservative Democrats, to the extent they exist, argued, look, we're concerned that this may impact people who refuse to provide services like this woman with the website or the cake or the photographer or whatever, you, whatever it is. It will impact those people um, who refuse to recognize gay marriage on the grounds of faith. Um, and they, they present, presented that as an amendment. And it was presented four times and it was shot down four times. So obviously, they don't want to respect religious views on this. There, there's going to be a very big collision um, on, on this score. This, this will be the testing ground. And thank God we have a very a significant conservative uh, Supreme Court right now. And I, I, my guess is that somebody will take up this Respect for Marriage Act and, uh, and say that this is unconstitutional because it did not carve out a special exception of Christian, for Christians and, and for faith, uh, faith-based discrimination, as it were. Um, I, I don't think it'll succeed at the outset because it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be what we call not ripe because there is no case yet where they actually use that legislation as a basis to deprive somebody of, of her, his or her rights, like this woman uh, from Colorado. But eventually it will, and it will eventually be struck down or it'll be changed so that it will carve out a huge exception for anything that's faith-based. But that's the future, my friends, and uh, it's not a pretty picture. And we, We've got a lot of things to worry about, a lot of things to fight. So I, I don't like worry, but I, do, I don't mind fighting. And we need to, to, show, to see that, the, that the, there are resistors out there we are among the resistors, but this is a big, big fight, and you have to get out there. You have to roll up your sleeves and understand that uh, you cannot be complacent. You cannot just assume that everything will work smoothly. There are, there are forces out there, forces of evil, that want to destroy this country. They want to destroy God in the process as well, and for that matter, civilization. Folks, let's get out there, fight. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.